from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. On today's episode, we're going to do a deep dive into what this podcast is all about and why I think that you will not want to miss a single episode. This is going to be so exciting, and the truth is, this is in many ways the fulfillment of a dream for me. This podcast has been years in the making, but in some ways, it's been nearly 2,000 years in the making. You know, the Jewish people have been reading the biblical weekly portion for thousands of years. And after all, Jesus was a Jew and he would have read the Torah just like we are going to study in this podcast. So let's get started. So I had something happen the other day with my daughter, Sapir, who's nine years old, that really gave me the push to start this podcast. I was watching a YouTube family with her named the LeBrant family, that they have three adorable kids, and it's two Christian parents. And somebody asked the mother, do you study the Bible every night before you go to sleep? And what she answered was that, like so many of us, she goes through stages. She'll have a few weeks where she will study the Bible every single night, and then she'll have a few weeks where she's so busy she just doesn't get to it. And what she said was that she's come to this amazing app that they do the Bible study annually, that if you follow this app, that every year you will finish studying the Bible and that she does it with a friend. And this was such a wake-up call for me because it was amazing that she discovered in many ways the secret that Judaism has had for thousands of years that have kept our faith alive. We have a weekly Torah portion that we study every week. Jews around the world are on the same schedule of starting the Bible and then ending the Bible in one year all the way until we start it again the very next week. And what this does so much is hold us accountable and make sure even when we fall as individuals, we have a nation that's keeping us accountable. We can always go back to studying the weekly Bible portion because all across the world, there is a system going on of reading it every single week and finishing the full Bible every year where then you can start again. So when I heard the LeBron mother talk about how hard it was to stay accountable, to every single night read the Bible, to stay on top of it on her own, as a busy mom of four, I was totally able to relate. So whether you have plenty of time to read the Bible or you struggle like many of us do, today I want to introduce you to what I refer to as the Jewish Bible reading plan. It's the oldest and most powerful reading plan in existence, and I'm going to explain to you why. So the Bible oftentimes reflects itself in life, and what I've seen as 
to the importance of studying the Bible over and over and over, even after we finished reading it many times, really has to do with how we're able to internalize it as people differently, depending on the stage of our lives that we're at. And I saw this recently with my oldest daughter, Mayora. She is 14. And from the time she was born, we have a family story that is passed down and repeated all the time that we always try to remember. So I was studying in college in New York, and my mother lives in Chicago, and I went back to Chicago where I had my uh, wedding dress waiting for me. It was a week before my wedding, and I knew that I would have to get it tailored in New York. So I flew back to Chicago to see my mom, and I was flying back to New York holding my wedding dress on the plane. I didn't want to check it, wanted to make sure that it was in good hands just a week before my wedding, and uh, I had a tailor appointment um, to get my wedding dress tailored, and I was on perfect time to get back right in time. And I got to the airport and I went to go check in. And I said, I know that my flight is for four in the afternoon, but I want to get on the flight at 10 o'clock in the morning. I called up this morning and they said I could go standby because there were so many open seats. And it was then that the woman looked at me and said, oh, you didn't know that we changed our policy? You have to pay $400 in order to go standby. There's no more free standby. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that overnight the policy changed and suddenly now I had to pay $400 to get back to New York. And I didn't have the money on me at that point. And I said, well, could I pay by credit card? She said, no, only checks or cash, which I didn't have on me. And so I was so distraught. I went and I took my wedding dress and I sat down in a seat and I was just praying to God, what do I do? How do I get back in time for my appointment to fix my wedding dress that I'm getting married in in a week? What am I supposed to do, Lord? And it was right then that a stewardess came up to me and said, are you Yael Eckstein? I said, yes. She said, ah, well, someone heard your story and they just paid the $400 for you to go on the standby flight back to New York and get back in time. And I couldn't believe it. I said, you have to show me who it is who paid for this. She pointed to a man, an older man, and I ran up to him and I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I heard what you did. Please give me your address because I have the money. I just don't have it on me. I would love to pay you back. Please give me your address. And he said, I'm just paying it forward. My son recently got married. This is what I'm considering an expense as part of the wedding, $400. And you pay it forward at a different time to someone else in need. And it was such a powerful message to me of strangers taking care of one another, helping other people during their time of need, not being judgmental. There are so many lessons that one way that I pay it forward is that I always share that story with my children to show them how somebody helped me and that they'll also feel this responsibility calling to pay it forward. And what I realized was that my daughter, Mayora, as she gets older and she tells this story, she always takes different parts of the story with her. She always says different things from the story of what happened, of her responsibility in it, of 
how she looks at that man who paid the $400, of how she looks at $400 as she gets older. There are so many details there that once were lost on her, that as she gets older, she suddenly realizes and appreciates more. And that is what I realize is what studying the Bible portion year over year over year is all about. We repeat these biblical stories not so that we'll know them in our head, but so that we'll be able to live different parts of these biblical stories. We'll be able to read it for the 20th, for the 30th time and realize a different message that God is telling us through it. Let me explain a little bit. In the Jewish tradition, all Jews around the world read the same designated portion of the Bible every single week, from Genesis to Deuteronomy. It's called the Parsha, which means the portion, or in plural, Parshiot, the weekly Torah portions. Every week of the year has a Parshat Hashavua, a portion of the week. And parts of it are read in the synagogues during the week, and the entire portion, the Parsha, is read in the synagogue on Sabbath. So throughout the week, we read small portions of the Bible portion, and on the Sabbath, we open up the Torah scrolls, and we read the entire Torah portion, the entire Parsha. And everything revolves around the Torah portion of the week. And it really unifies every single synagogue, every single Jewish person who is on the same reading plan every single Shabbat, Saturday, of every single year. We might not physically be together. We might not know each other, but we are reading the same Bible portion every week in synagogue, and we are united in that. The Bible portion is usually the subject of the rabbi's sermon. It's discussed at the Sabbath table in people's homes. This is when we study the Bible. It's this weekly portion that we are talking about. And according to Jewish tradition, this practice, publicly reading a Parsha every single week, was initiated by the biblical figure Ezra. After the Babylonian exile, when the Jews began to return to Israel in the 6th century BCE. So if you look at it as a Christian, this would have been the tradition long before, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. That by the time Jesus was born and alive and growing up and living in Israel, he was already reading the weekly Torah portion along with Jews all across the world. And Jesus was preaching things like love your neighbor like yourself. Where does that come from? That comes from the Torah, from the weekly Torah portion that Jesus was reading and then commenting on. How awesome is that? The purpose is that Jews wouldn't forget the Bible, or become distant from God like they had before. Okay, we have to stop here to really think about it. Sometimes when we read the Bible, we relate to it as if it's the same days as we're living in now, right? But it was so different. There was no printing press. There was no 
internet. There were no telephones. There were no Bible classes going on that people were able to listen to on podcasts. And so right after the exile, people started losing their faith. They didn't have a Bible in their home like we do today. There was no communal Torah reading accountability like we have today to keep this tradition alive. And so Ezra came and said, we need to hold the people accountable and we need to be accountable for one another by us every single week reading the Torah portion at the same time, we're on the same part, we can suddenly discuss it with one another. We can suddenly debate it. We could inspire each other with new thoughts, with new teachings, because we're all reading the same thing. It's kind of like the first book club. What's the whole thing with the book club? that you're reading the same book, and then you can discuss it. You could discuss what inspired you, what lessons it taught you, how you integrated it into your life. That is what the weekly Bible portion does for us. It brings us together. And so back to my wedding dress story. So every time we read the Torah portion, which if you're 30 years old, you've read it or heard it or experienced it, 30 times in your lifetime, the story indeed stays the same. It's the word of God. It doesn't change. But we change. We experience it differently. We get new inspiration, new encouragement, new messages. The Torah portion that we read when we are teenagers does not give us the same message as when we're married or when we have children when we have grandchildren. Do you know what I mean? Have you noticed that reading the same Bible story at one part of your life is totally different when you read it during a different season of your life? The reading plan of the Torah portions ensures that we hear God's word at every stage in our life. It either reminds us of important lessons or we discover new meanings as we get older. I love that this Bible reading plan, followed by all Jews around the world for millennium, ensures that I get through the five books of Moses every year. And that's what I want to do with you. I want us to study on this podcast every single week a Bible portion that you will be connected also with the Jewish people and Jewish traditions. Because here's what else I love about this weekly plan. According to Jewish tradition, each portion provides unique insights into our personal lives and world events that are occurring right now. This year, this week, today, it's not just a story that happened thousands of years ago. It unfolds every year at the same time in a different way. The Jewish concept of time is that it's not just a line, it's a spiral. We are constantly evolving, growing, bringing down new parts of God in the world through ourselves, through studying his word. A great rabbi, the Lubavitcher rabbi, called this living with the times. When we apply the weekly Torah portion to our lives, suddenly 
the Bible comes alive and we come alive. We start to see ourselves and world events within the biblical stories. We realize that the Bible isn't just something that happened, but that is happening now through us. That is up to us to reveal God's glory in this world. And the way we know how to do that is by studying his word. I love this idea because I'm so passionate about living God's word, about it being alive in my life. I see the Bible manifest every day here in Israel. I see prophecy coming to fruition. I see words that were spoken thousands of years ago by the prophets and these very streets of Jerusalem coming to life despite all odds. And in these uncertain times, we need to hear God's word in real time. We need to know why it's relevant to us today and what we can learn from it. This is why I am going to dedicate my podcast to sharing weekly Parsha insights with you. You are going to be part of the weekly Torah portion reading along with Jews around the world right here on this podcast We're going to together journey through the Bible and gain inspiring insights to guide us through our lives. I'll share with you my thoughts, stories from my family, from my work, from my life in Israel. And I really hope that you will join me next week, the week after, the week after, as our journey together begins. And remember, the stronger the roots the stronger the tree. So let's nourish our biblical roots and strengthen our faith together. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.